Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys, and thanks to everybody who participated this morning. Um, we always love good conversation, feedback, understanding of what, um, you know, 
where this conversation goes. So I appreciate everybody that jumped in and shared. And Brad, that was amazing. So let's invite some people in. I am Barbara Majeski, and every Saturday morning, I meet you guys here. Um, I love this room because I love the people that show up every Saturday. So I think there is a hot mic, which is one of my... Um, uh, Glenn, it's you. Glenn, you got a hot mic. You want to come on? <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, guys, um, there's a little widget there with the arrow coming out of the box. And that's usually up around over 100 uh, in the morning. So let's share it out in the hallway. I'm going to be talking about this morning transformation being an inside job and how important it is to take inventory of what you got going on on the inside so that it's reflected on the outside so you can live at the highest ex expression of yourself. And um, Ben Stock titled this room, and I think it's so smart because it asks the question, are you on track to make this your best year? So it begs me to go into that dialogue of transformation being an inside job. And it's not that we all need to do this full on transformation, reinvention of ourselves. And I, you know, maybe I need to work on that yes, word. It is. It, <laughs> yes, it, who was that? Me. Who's me? Uh, yeah, um, uh, ride or die, how quickly we forget, my God. I think you I stayed up too late. It. I could barely recognize your voice. Hey, he, he, sounds, he sounds different when he's coming in from Dubai or wherever he's at. He's, oh, man. Are you oh, in man. Dubai, Ben Stock? No, not at all. Our, our girl, Tima, is in Dubai. I am in Nueva York. New York, New York, and I am so in nice. New oh, she's in Dubai. I thought yeah. you were in Dubai. No, 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 not, not I, yet. I, I, not that's, yet. On, that's on the list, right? I, for years, I thought, nah, no way. I'm not buying into the hype. But uh, it looks pretty darn cool, and so many people I know have gone. So that's that's going on the bucket list. Uh, I, I think I'm going to replace Egypt with Dubai. I, you know, for years, I wanted to go to Egypt, but that's all messed up now. So I think I'll switch that out. Babs and Benstock hit Dubai. I think it is a roadshow. It, it won't be in the Honda Jet. It would take too many stops, but uh, and we'd supply someplace. <laughs> there ain't, there ain't any good stops. There are yeah. not any good stops on the crossing the pond. You know, that, so. that is an inside job. You know what you're speaking of is really important. And where else would you start, right? Transformation. I, you know, how is my transformation going to start outside of me with somebody else? Put somebody else in control. And that's really not what I'd want to have happen. A hundred percent. And we, you know, I um, did a post yesterday and I just wanted to share because it's in line of what you're talking about. Are you on track to make this the best year? And we're all a work in progress. All of us are a work in progress if we want to be, or we could, you know, it's the law of inertia. You're either going forward or you're going backwards. You're never really standing still. And, you know, it is, it's an inside job, but it's decisions that you make, these small decisions that lead to, lead to your outcomes. And the things that you need to make transformation happen are, are nothing. You cannot buy any of these. Anything I wrote, that you can't buy it. These are all things that, you know, require consistent effort and commitment. You know, uh, you know, and I listed a few things. And Brian, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. You know, I wrote down the first thing I wrote. I was like, you got to have a solid mental game. You agree? What are your thoughts? Well, well it all starts in your head, right? You know, and I, I found, imagine having the ability to go on uh, Amazon and buy anything that you want at any time. And, and, I, and I, I think, Barbara, I can't speak for you, but I, I think I have the ability to, to do that, you know, every day, any day to, to get whatever I want on Amazon. And thankfully, 
the things I want in life are not available on Amazon. You know, I think higher levels of integrity, I think higher levels of discipline, uh, I, I think uh, uh, the ability to influence and impact other people, to bring other people along. You can't get that, you can't buy that uh, on, on Amazon. And I think that's, a, a, for me, it's been a very good transformation going from the, the physical things that were important to me now to the, the more legacy uh, things that I'm, you know, that I'm looking for, you know, it, peace, right? Solace, soul set, mind, mindset, heart set. Those things are really, I think, where the true wealth is. And it does start with your mindset. And, you know, so I thought in asking the question, how are we doing Q1s here? You know, I think a lot of people wait till New Year's Eve and say, okay, how do I do this year? Oh boy, I'm way off. Well, why, why? I don't want us to blow the whole year. And, and certainly, this is like a book, you know, the first three chapters of the book, right? The first month, second, and third uh, are, are written now. How do we do? What's this year's book look like? And, uh, you know, and, and we all had wins and we all had losses, but it's time to take inventory of those to make sure that if we're not on track, that we get on track. Because the, the, the year's not over, right? Even if you're way off track, that just means you got to get really intentional. What, what people did you meet? What connections did you make? What connections did you not make? And how do we correct that? You know, and I think it, it does start uh, with the mind game. Yes. And that, that's why I love that you brought this up because, you know, every day we can make new decisions that lead us to the outcomes that we want. And it's not a matter of looking back and beating ourselves up, but it's just taking that inventory, that stock of, all right, where are we at? Where do we want to be? And how do we get there and reverse engineer it? And I used an, an analogy. I don't know where I was. I must have been I was being interviewed. Actually, I was being interviewed by um, CBT, which is a, a is a, down in Atlanta. I'm sure you're familiar with. And we were just talking about reverse. What the hell are you doing on CBT? I don't know. People call me. They ask me to go on TV. I'm like, okay. You, I mean, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> that was after I went there. You it was this week. Me? I didn't go oh, down. Yeah, they there, just there's something very wrong with you, man. No, for, I'm now, infiltrating on, your. Man. Infiltrating the car business. No, I. It was a Zoom this week, a Zoom, uh, like a, a virtual interview, um, and that is not the point of this this story. The well, uh, story yeah, I mean, the, the, is that I'm infiltrating the car right, industry. But, but no, but the, the clubhouse point. husband is always the last to know. I mean, what? What? <laughs> Are you plugging a uh, clubhouse at all? Uh, it's I was not. I was not plugging clubhouse. I didn't even talk about it. I just, you know what? It showed up on my calendar. My assistant booked it. I was like, let's go. I showed up and it was, it was a great interview. Was it Jim or Bridget? It was Jim yeah, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Jim, Jim's good guy. Yeah, what, and what do you guys talk about? So it was a great interview. And um, I, again, <laughs> I am infiltrating did, did the car industry. Did my name come up? No, it Damn did not come you. up. It was It was not about Ben Stock. Okay, it was about. Uh, was it AF? about Skelton? If it wasn't about Ben Stock, was it about Skelton? I mean, come on, if you're you know in who, our space. Do you know who it was about, gentlemen? It was about Barbara Majeski. Oh, it was all about a, the a ladies. That doesn't work. That doesn't compute. It's an It doesn't translate. Man, oh man, ride or I, die. Uh huh. Sure. I swear I'm gonna land this plane. I, I got this. Or not. But that, that make <laughs> it's gliding sense. pretty well, though. Uh, you know. Thank you. I, I I'm bringing it. Other people's I'm, platforms. She's she's infiltrated. 
a platform that has nothing I, to do with her. And I'm, I'm just, picking up hardware next year in Vegas. I'm just going to tell you guys, I might not sell a single car, but I am going to pick up some hardware in Vegas at your next big event. So, so wait for it. But here's what we unpacked. Cause it's, it's an interesting analogy because you know, when people are planning a wedding, they have these big, grand, amazing ideas, and they none of it is none of it has happened. None of it is materialized. It's all a vision. And these brides and so maybe the grooms have a hand in it. I I don't know. And I did not have a big wedding. I actually did. I doesn't matter. What matters is I have seen over my last four decades, people plan these amazing weddings and they get everything they want because they reverse engineer this vision that they have that is grand and involves so many moving parts and vendors and dates and invitations and people and all the things and they make it come to fruition. But yet when we set, when they, when you set goals, why do you not have that same fortitude, that same intestinal fortitude of like, I am going to figure this out no matter what happens. I'm going to get, I'm going to manifest that vision for myself. And it's, although they can manifest one thing, they can't manifest the same yet. It's the same, the the same mental strategy of like, no matter what, I'm going to figure this out. And you see these women, these men, they're like, I'm going to, I'm, this is happening. I'm going to find that dress. I'm going to find the venue. I'm going to find the, all the things if they don't apply that same thing, and if you did, if you took that same intestinal fortitude to your dreams, your aspirations, your goals, your happiness, you would be unstoppable. You, I mean, these brides are unstoppable. And I don't know why that made the cut for my CBT interview. And that, what, I, what the parallel is, because he had asked me, why do so many people fall short of their living their best life? And that's what this conversation is about. Your best year, your best life. Why are people just... You know, and it's just not upholding yourself to the same actions, that same like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to make it happen to your aspirations. And I now that I've brought the wedding in, the guys are all very quiet. (laughs) No, because we we, we have no control of that stuff. If you've ever done one of those wedding (laughs) things, you're the guy that's going to show up in the black suit, probably. and, And you're told everything to do. You get the bill. Uh, but you've got really no other responsibility there, you know, kiss the bride and all that other nonsense. But but the flowers, the p- people stress over, and, and the arrangements on the table, and who does Uncle Fester sit next to Aunt Marie and all that nonsense. I want nothing to do with any of that. Ch- show me where I got to be. Tell me when I got to be there. And, and, and let's just get this damn thing over with, you know? I mean, that's that's really how that works. I would totally agree. And what I'm finding so funny is the guy that I am dating. Hi, Dan, is in the audience as uh, I'm talking so, about this. So, so, uh, well, then he so knows I, exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Run. Uh, but, you know, I do want to break it down to the to the simplest of concepts because I think we don't apply that same well, Bob, compass so Bob, what you're to about is, our own lives. You say, you know, we're, you're talking about vision, right? And, and everything happens. Yeah. Everything in life that happens that's worthwhile happens in your head first with someone's First, whether it be a building, uh, is a vision of somebody's idea of what that should end up looking like. Uh, whether it's a family, you know, hopefully it's a family. They say, you know, my, I want my family to look like this, and I'd be, you know, really, you know, feel proud that I've raised my children the right way. If this was the outcome, and I can't wait till, you know, I have grandchildren and the grandchildren, and you, and you have a picture, and then hopefully you can put that picture together. And and, and as you get to my age, it's more about making sure everything that I'm doing now is really about them and how do I help them to live their best life without giving away the farm. 
that's not going to help them. It'll probably hurt them. So how do I set them up for success in life? Uh, and, and the Taj Mahal, you know, happened in some dude's head uh, before it was ever built. And from what I understand, it's magnificent. So I think it's important what you're, you're talking about that vision and the wedding. You know, wedding or vacation, Barb. It's the same thing, right? People exactly. plan out plan out that stuff. And you know, I mean, I know my wife when we went to Turks and Caicos. I, I just again, tell me where where I got to be. Tell me when I got to be there, and I'll, I'll be there. She had the restaurants booked, you know, several weeks in advance. The times that, and and all I had to do was figure out what to put on to go to the appropriate restaurant. And I was perfectly okay with that. You know, I think I spent a lot of my life uh, in a position of being in charge, and it's nice to be able to cede that control to somebody and, and she's probably you know she's gonna do it better than I am anyhow when I'm on vacation I'll just eat in the, in the room most of the time and be okay with it and just go lay on the beach and she makes sure that I you know I get out there and I move around a little bit. Behind every great man is a great woman. I love that. So you know I think you're talking about something that's, that I want to um, drive this conversation towards which is looking to play the long game which is legacy impact you know and 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 leaving a you know, leaving that legacy for your children is nothing you can buy at Target. These are all things that we do every single day in our actions and our behaviors. And that's what I really want to drive this towards because transformation and leaving the legacy, leaving impact is all an inside job. And these are all in our jurisdiction because we you know, we take authority over the decisions that we make and the decisions that we make and the beliefs that we have lead to our outcomes, lead to our consequences, lead to, you know, our destiny. And when we take inventory of that and we take stock of that and we take ownership of it and we're like, I am in the driver's seat every single day through the decisions that I make, whether it's the, you know, it's not just the food that we consume, it's the information that we consume and how we, you know, believe where we're going. So the the list that I put up, I started off with saying, you know, you've got to have a strong mental game and the way the things that you can do to in, in improve your mental game. I know you do it a lot. Ben stock is you, you read, you read books, you feed your mind, you consume information that is going to build you up and give you what you need to make those right decisions. I know that, you know, um, I'm a big advocate of surrounding yourself with right-minded, like-minded individuals, people oh, that are- So stop there yeah. for, for just a second. You just yeah. said two key things, right? The, the only difference between you and uh, now and you five years from now are the books you read and the people you meet. And, and, and so you've got to be intentional about that if you are to be intentional about where you intend to be in five years. And, you know, I was going to talk about this in the next segment, but I can talk a little bit about it. When we went to the opening night at 10X, uh, we went into, you know, he had like, like Grant had a party there and the party, there was a couple of guys on the stage there and a couple of guys that were a little bit loud uh, and not really what my, my wife likes. You know, there's a couple of guys, yeah, come on, we're going to do this. And my, my wife's like, like, why do you go to these things? And um, I said to her, last year I came to this event. It was a smaller event. And as a result of being at this event, I met that man. As a result of meeting that man, I did this. And I met that person. And as a result of that, I did that. And I got closer with Grant. And as a result of that, I invested this. And I said, I'm hoping that lightning strikes twice uh, this year. And thankfully, um, over the next couple of days, as, as she was involved with many of the uh, different functions that I went to, she got it. Now, she's getting around Elena. She's getting around 
Danelle Delgado that she absolutely loves. And now they're planning to do things. And, you know, so that trajectory. And, and then the books, books allow you to be someplace that you're not in your mind. And again, you just said it's a mental game. You, you're everywhere. So, I, I, you know, as you, I, you, you've read or you're reading the 5 a.m. club and he talks about that, a place called Mauritius in the Indian Ocean. I'd never really ever heard of it. I've heard of it, but didn't hear of it. And the way that that was described in that book, put that on the list, right? So reading a book is going to have the impact of causing me to go to someplace that I never even heard of or thought of based on the wonderful, amazing description that was in that book. And of course, there's so much more to that book than just that. But so the, the books you read and the people you meet uh, are, are, should be something you're very intentional about. I love when you say that because it always reminds me that, you know, we, we don't always see progress every single day, but you're doing the things to get the things. And I know every time I pick up one of these books that's recommended here in, you know, in Clubhouse, I'm reading, you know, oh, I love re rereading the 5 a.m. Club. I'm like, it just, the, the stories that are woven in there, it just, it embeds in the subconscious mind. Well, well, the, well the life lessons, right? I mean, mm -hmm. literally, there's no two pages that you can't. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. You can read that wouldn't be a life lesson, a sales meeting, uh, you know, a, 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 a master class, just in every two pages. And, and so I read it really quickly and then I read it really slowly. The first time I read the book, I read it very, very slowly. And somebody, you know, some person is gonna make comments on things they, they know nothing about. It's taking you a long time to read that book. And I said, yeah, I'm not reading the book. I'm absorbing the book. The object of reading the book is not to get through it, right? The object of dancing is not to finish dancing. It's to enjoy the action of dancing, the game of reading a book is not the drudgery of getting through it, but it's getting from it. And I, I found ingots of gold on every page of that freaking book, ingots of gold. If you saw my original version of it, it's, uh, Barbara, it's dog-eared, it's highlighted, it's highlighted in several different inks because of the number of times that I've read it, having a different pen when I'm reading it. And different places in your life, you pick up different things, different stages in your life. What you skipped over, glanced over, rushed over, now all of a sudden you say, oh, wait, 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 I, I didn't pick that up. And so, you know, some of the best books are the ones you read multiple times. Oh, I agree. And, you know, you want to... <laughs> If anybody's looking for like a coach or a mentor, you don't want to see the books that are just sitting on shelves in their library that are pristine. You want to see them, you know, beaten up. It's like somebody said recently, they're like, you don't want a knight in shining armor. You want a, you want a knight in banged up armor that has literally gone to war and it's come back. And Isn't has, that what makes Daniel Craig a good James Bond? He's been nicked, <laughs> he's been nicked up a little bit, you know? He's the guy, he has, a, he has a, a vodka a martini at the bar, gets into a fight, wipes his face off, and gets back there. Those are battle scars, right? And that, to me, that, you know, it's that bad boy a little bit. You know, you don't want the pretty boy, James Bond, in my, in my view. So you're right. You, know, the, you, you want the, 
a boxer is not a good boxer until he's been hit and had to overcome the adversity of getting knocked down. And, and I think that's much like hey, what you're talking about. Hey, Brian, I know this is kind of off topic, but are you like a heavy uh, coffee drinker? <laughs> uh, yeah, how do you guess? Uh, I don't know. Just, just uh, curious. Like, uh, do you make your own, or uh, do you buy at like uh, Starbucks? Do, do you know, I learned how to brew coffee from one of those coffee percolators, and I, I take pride in the fact that I could do that really well. As a practical matter, now I have a Keurig K cup, and it's so darn easy to take Starbucks K cups with high octane and just pop those things in like a little crackhead. Bam, 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 and and, you know, I, I do run through about five or six cups of coffee before I leave the house. All right. I'm going to jump in here. Thanks, David. I see that you're a, a coffee, you're in, a, in the coffee space, and I appreciate you jumping in. I'm going to go ahead and reset the room. Um, and I uh, just, Let's you know. Um, in here, too. Come on. Yeah, yeah I'll get some Saturday? chairs. What's going on? Nobody's sleeping. I'm going to just, let me, let me organize this a little bit. Thanks, David. I appreciate it. Um, you guys are in Breakfast with Champions. This is the Millionaire Breakfast Club. Make sure you're following this room. In the upper right-hand corner, there's a little green mansion. Make sure you're following it. Um, this morning, we're talking about Q1. This is a checkup. Are you on track to make this your best year? And I want to organize this conversation because, I, you know, something I'm really passionate about is transformation, is helping people get out of their own way and live their best life. In, in full disclosure, it wasn't until I was 42 years old, I was heading into, I was in the middle of my, my marriage was ending, I was in the middle of a divorce, and I was handed a, sta a stage three cancer diagnosis. As I'm really kind of reconciling the new, <laughs> well, first of all, I was hoping to live and get through those cancer treatments, which took the better part of my soul for six months. Um, you know, I was also reconciling the fact that I was about ready to be a single mom of three. And it was in some of my darkest moments that I had some of the greatest breakthroughs. And I realized I wasn't living at my highest potential. I wasn't pursuing things. I was talking myself out of them. I had very negative self-talk. I had a tremendous amount of fear. I carried major FOPO, fear of other people's opinions, and it really derailed me from experiencing and exploring things that I was so curious about. I was curious about television. I was in my 40s and I had never done anything to even pursue that career. I talked myself out of it. I played safe. And when I was bumping up against my ninth infusion or my eighth, somewhere in the midst of 12 disgusting rounds of chemo, I made a vow that if I ever got to the other side of this, I would never play small again, that I would, I would leave it all out in the field. My plan was to, if, when my card was called, I was showing up on empty. And that's what I do every single day. I leave it all out on the field. And when I catch myself playing small, because we're all a work in progress and a masterpiece simultaneously, I remind myself that you got one shot at this. This is that my last day of being 48 and 10, you know, 11 months, my birthday's April 22nd, and I'm going to be 49. What am I doing over the, for the rest of my 48th year? How am I making it my best <clears throat> my best year and not and i share these stories not to impress anyone but to impress upon everyone that we got one shot at this and it's the decisions that we make that, that ultimately lead to our outcomes 
Are we living at the highest expression of ourselves? Are we living our best life? Are we doing the things today that bring us happiness, bring us prosperity, bring us joy? Are we stuck in narratives that are no longer serving us? Because you have the decision to change right now, to move the needle, to make that transformation, to make not only this second quarter of this year, absolutely your best quarter of this year and progressively getting better, but is this going to be the best year of your life? And I keep talking about summer 2022 because we're coming in hot summer 2022. We've got this, the, 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 the pandemic is moving on, or at least it's evolving and we're coming out of our quarantines and we're getting back out there. How are we showing up? Cause the things we do today, right? The things and the decisions we make today predicate how we're coming into the summer. They're going to predicate how I'm showing up at 49. The things I do this year, how am I going to show up at 50? I want to be the best version of Barbara Majeski at 50 years old. And all of that is predicated on the actions and the decisions that I make every single day in my 49th year. And I know I look at 50, I'm like, no. And people talk later like, oh my God, I'm getting older. And I sit here going, what a gift. How I, you'll never hear me say that. Do I like aging? Not particularly, but do I like getting old? Absolutely. And am I proud of me? Try not aging for a day. Hell yeah. You cannot (laughs) age is be dead. So try skipping a day. You can't, man. I I think that's a, you know, it's tough to explain that to somebody. I was at dinner uh, with uh, Charlie and another woman of the marketing team. I was, I was just explaining, like, I mean, I love being 61. I've, I've never been healthier in my life. I have never been physically stronger in my life. You know, maybe I could, maybe when I was younger, I could push around more weight, but I've never been uh, more physically powerful than I am in, in, in my life. And, 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 and I covered the whole gamut of, of things that you would think uh, end when you get to a certain age. And not only do they not end, they get better. And they were looking at me like I was crazy. Like I, I was delusional. And I guess it's it's what you think. If you expect to be 60 and walk around hunched over with a cane, and well, then it's probably going to be your, your outcome. Uh, at the same time, if you feel like you're just coming into your own. Now, I feel sorry for these athletes that their careers last an average of seven years, and then they're done and they're lost like a helium balloon floating in the sky trying to figure out how to recreate the glory days as, as businessmen and businesswomen. We're just coming into our own in our late 40s, our 50s, and in our 60s, taking the accumulation and the culmination of those 30 years or so of experience and turning that into our masterpiece. And I, you know, I think if you look at it that way, you, you, you can become much more intentional in those young days. What do I want that to look like? Amen to that. Absolutely. And I think that's where I find, you know, I draw upon your discipline and your consistency and and your vision. I love following you on Instagram. I love seeing those pictures because I take them, you know, listen, uh, it's all about what you consume. And, you know, for anybody that's not following Brian on Instagram, you're kind of missing out because this guy's got discipline and he looks great. He's in great shape. And where we we both agree on this and you know, I'm like, wow, that's your workouts are intense. I'm, I'm scared of them. Although I do want to go to the gym one of these days with you. If you'll come to a yoga class with me, if we can make it. Oh man. Now that's a funny. (laughs) Oh, Barbara, I want to go to, I'll go to the workout with you to Brian. I'll meet you there. Uh, Let's do it. The yoga class, forget about it. Cause I look like a rusty gate. Uh, and I sound like a rusty gate. Okay. 
Okay, rusty, rusty pants. Speaking of looking good, though, Barbara, uh, that swimsuit photo I have on Instagram. <laughs> Holy guacamole, girl. <laughs> you know, Kim, I, it takes a lot of courage for me to put it out there, but I do... <laughs> you know, I work hard on my health, you know, I, I focus on it and I'm, I'm running a 90 day summer series where from now, from March 1st until, um, Memorial day, we're working in my team, my community, we are working out every single day for, for 30 minutes a day. And I usually do this every spring where I'm like, all right, let's, let's put, press the clutch down, go into so another self-serving. year. So self-serving, so self-serving. You do it in spring. Uh, but, 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 <laughs> You know, the importance of having that picture up there that you're to show, hey, you're walking the walk, too. And, it, and it's not ego driven. It, it's, you know, hey, I'm, I'm here with you. And for me and with my team, it's just, that's what I'm saying. Hey, guys, get yourself in physical shape, mental shape. Uh, and if I can be whatever age I am getting up at whatever time I get up and doing it, you can do it, too. And imagine how much further along you'll be if you start now instead of when you get to be my age. Imagine what things you can do to eclipse anything I ever even dreamed of doing, but it's got to start today. I, yes, and I I completely agree. There was this quote I saw, and thanks, Kim, and thanks, Brian. I There's a quote that I saw on one of these platforms that we I troll and scroll, and it was so good. Don't let, you know, it was something like, in 12 months from now, don't wish, don't you don't want to be like where you're wishing you started 12 months ago, like start today. It was all about starting today. And the reason which I, you know, it's awkward for me to post, but at the same time, I think it, you know, I, I do want to help others get out of their Barbara, own way, live their Barbara, best it's a life. Three little, it's a three little pigs. It's a three little pigs. You know, you, you know, the, the one pig is there, uh, took his time to make the house a brick and the other guys ran through it. You know, and there comes a time when that, that other pig that used the brick is going to be sitting back saying, see, told you. And that's the expression, when's the best time to plant an oak tree 20 years ago? You know, okay, well, I didn't do that. Well, when's the second best time? Today, because uh, it will be 20 years from now. And there's simple examples, but they're so profound if you understand that. Uh, I don't read. Okay, you can fix that today. Uh, I don't go, I don't exercise. You can fix that today. I don't, I don't diet. I don't take care of my nutrition. You can fix that today. Today, today, where else would you start but at the beginning? And when else would you start if you haven't started but today? No, you don't have to wait till Monday. Let me get one last good weekend in. No, you can start today. You can start, in fact, now. I have 100%. And you know where I start? I think that this is something that I share a lot in my um, in my accountability groups. And, uh, you know, I am doing this summer, this summer accountability challenge, which is so good. And I see so many of my, my comrades here, my, my partners in crime here. Wait, hold on. I got to, at least I want to bring you to the stage. Um, oh, and Angel, I see you down there too. Guys, raise your hand if you want to come to the stage. I, I see you filtering in and then I forget to bring you up and I'm a terrible multitasker. But what I I think is so important is where to start. And we're talking about all the decisions that we make in our head. And sometimes I used to do this, and this is something that I constantly work on and is something that we all have to do is we're always, we have a habit of beating ourselves up for where we're not or where we were 
and we are disappointed in ourselves. And that is not a great place. That is not a launching pad. But if we can look at where our bodies are at any stage and thank our bodies for showing up, our bodies might not be in the greatest form right now, wherever you're, you're at, you're at. But the point is, is that when what you appreciate, when you appreciate your body, it responds in kind. And sometimes we're just so we're just looking at the flaws and we're comparing ourselves to others and comparison is the thief of joy. And I've had to do this over and over again. I had a great breakthrough and I, I'd gone for a run a couple months ago and I was so mad at myself. I was like, I'm a I'm a disaster. I am a wreck. I can't, you know, I'm out of breath and I'm uncomfortable. I think I'm running like a 45 minute mile. I'm like this. I, I honestly think I'm running backwards and it was very toxic. And I was, it just caused me to completely stop. And I just, I stopped myself completely because, because I do so much internal work. I actually heard those voices and I thought to myself, I'm like, what are those voices going to bring me? What outcomes does that bring me? How does that make me feel? And what you believe you become. So I'm like, you know something, this is not who I am and this is not. So I just, I stopped myself and I want to encourage everybody to do this. I looked at my body and I was like, wait a second, I'm 48 years old. My body, I put it through 12 rounds of chemo and not just like more memorial. Oh, and a half, a, do- a half a dozen kids and all that other stuff. 72 <laughs> children. Yeah, that's right. I've, you know, I put this body and I have not been kind to it. I've, it's never what I want it to be. And I'm always so toxic. Like it's not, my body's never been tall enough. It's never been short enough. It's never been fast enough. It's never been, I mean, like the things and the, what I say, I'm like, what you believe becomes your destiny. And that is what you believe you become. I was like, you know what? This is not it. This is not. And I just started saying, thank you so much. And I'm instead, I said, I'm 48 years old. I'm still running. I'm still able to leave. So, so you went to, you, you went to David Goggins, what he calls a cookie jar at that moment. You, you reached into the cookie jar and you remembered just, you reminded yourself of just how tough you've been. You reminded yourself of what you've been through. And it's, it's in those moments that, that you push ahead, right? So if you stopped running for that period of time, you you went to the, the well and then you you started moving again. And that's all it's about. It's it's the moving. I talked talking to a dear buddy of mine last night who gained a bunch of weight and he stopped uh, his back's bothering him now as a result of gaining the weight. And, and I said, hey, Nick, just get out there, man. Start walking. And, and you know, the, the body really can't tell the difference between a, a, a mile run or a mile walked. And as a runner, people would, you know, can argue that it takes about the same amount of effort to run a mile as it does to walk a mile. And we could have a good debate about that. But if you ran a mile and you ran it in eight minutes uh, or you walked it, uh, you say, well, no, it's not the same amount of work. No, it's the exact same amount of work. Walking a mile and running a mile is the same. It'll take you 16 minutes, let's say, to walk that mile. So you're actually, you've got more time and you'll burn about plus or minus 110 calories, whether you run the mile or you walk the mile. The most important thing is you got the body moving, you got the blood flowing. And, and so I think the reason we read books, the reason we attend seminars, the reason we go to uh, and watch motivational whatever is that these become resources. And, and Barbara, last year when I was running uh, the marathon, I talked to myself out of, you know, I said I was going to run to Bay Ridge Honda, which is about three, four miles into the marathon and stopped. My knee was shot. And as I, I warmed up, I felt great. 
and I, and I got to about mile 17 and the, the, you know, the wheels started to come off and I saw my wife and my daughter and I was shocked. I didn't know they were going to be there. And I got a big hug and I said, okay, I'm done. And my wife said, no, you, you said you're going to get Clementine that medal. And in that moment, I thought, you know, we, we see all these heroes of, oh, I see all these heroes, heroes of mine, a David Goggins, a Joe Rogan, these guys that just put it out there every day. And I said, you know, what would Goggins do? He wouldn't stop. He freaking walked the thing. So I said, I'll see you in a couple of hours. And I, and I walked. And it was the slowest time I'd ever had in any of the races I've ever run. And it was the absolute best marathon of my life because it made me go to that dark spot and just keep going. And there was nothing, you know, I, there was nothing more fulfilling for me. So I, I think that's, it's the struggle. Struggling is a privilege. Struggling is an absolute privilege. And you're better for it on the other side of that. And too many people today give up when, when the going gets rough. Well, I love when you tell that story because it it has so much power and strength to it because I think you also guided two guys to the finish line. And when you talk about that, you know, and one of the things I list in going, you know, when I say transformation is an inside job, one of them is is fortitude, the the intestinal fortitude. And the only way you cultivate that skill that element to really being the highest, best expression of yourself. The only way you build that muscle is through adversity and challenges and struggle. Can't buy it at Target. Nobody, they don't sell it at Barnes and Noble. Can't read it when you go no, to college. No, right. no There's no debris and, and, in it. And the, the, one of those guys you talk about is my buddy, uh, David Pacheco, and he, he was my accountability partner and we made a deal with each other. He said, he'll train me. He's a professional bodybuilder. And he said, you just got to get me across the finish line at the marathon. I said, you know, deal, a done deal. And I was, I was destroyed uh, from training with these guys that are so much younger than me. Um, and my, my knee, you know, I'm bone on bone on my right knee. And, uh, uh, and so I said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll get, I'll get started with them and I'll, I'll drop out. Uh, and I, I, you know, I, I was so turned on again, by being back in the arena with people and, and we started running and, and, and as we get to mile five or six, he's telling me, slow down, slow down. I said, David, I feel great, man. I feel freaking great. And, you know, by the time we got to the bridge, I, I didn't feel great. You know, I was, I was shot. And, you know, I, I told him, finish, you got to finish. And he said, you're going to finish too. I'm waiting for you. And he's, and I said, he's waiting for me. So I, so when I was walking, I'm sitting there saying, I can't stop. The guy's going to be waiting for me. And, you know, he couldn't wait for it. <laughs> three hours later. I was there, but you know, my, my boys crossed the finish line and it was such an honor for me to have some part in that, seeing, seeing my guys cross the finish line and my, my buddy William as well crossed. And, and so, you know, it, it, accountability partners uh, are really important, but that accountability, you've got to make that contract with yourself, right? That I'm going to do this and that, that you've got to hold yourself to account. And too often we, we let ourselves off the, uh, off the hook. We say we're going to do something and then we let ourselves down. And, and, and there's nobody, you know, I don't want to let myself down. I mean, my wife framed it correctly. You told Clementine you're going to get a medal. I, I was done. I was, there was no way that I was not going to get that done legitimately. There was just no way. And, and that's not who I've always been, but that's who uh, uh, I've, I've become because of the people that I've been around, the books I've read, and the experiences and the obligation. You have an obligation to be Barbara Majeski 
And that means something to you, Barbara, but it means something to us. We see you a certain way. And, and, and so, you know, I, I remind myself of that every day when I go to the, to the store. There are people that are expecting me to be me and expecting certain things from me. You're supposed to be a leader, Ben Stock, act like one. You're supposed to be, you know, this, act like that. And, and you, you got to hold yourself to that standard 24 hours a day. Agreed. And I wrote, I also, one of the things that I wrote down as I was kind of just scribbling about transformation being an inside job, you can't buy any of it. One of the things I also wrote down is a willingness to show up regardless of lack of sleep, the mood, or any sort of distractions. And I write these things down because I know when I have wanted to, you know, the key to results and outcomes is commitment and consistency. But the hard part, well, it is the is the consistency, is doing the things you need to do consistently every single day to get the outcomes that you want. But we're all living a human experience. Like inevitably, we're going to have our sleep interrupted, we're gonna be in a, a bad mood, we're gonna get distracted. But in order to get to do to get to that transformation, and what I think you and I have both experienced, and so many people that are here on this stage, I know that that we have collectively experienced is we understand on the other side of perseverance is a very rewarding, uh, our high rewards, our high outcomes of like, oh my God, I wanted to quit. And I share this story often of when I was in, you know, when I really didn't think I was going to get through the last few rounds of my, my, my chemo. And I realized at 42, my story was going to end at 42 years old, three young kids. And I was like, I took that moment to reflect. I was like, well, how am I going to be remembered? And what are, you know, what are my kids going to say about me long after I'm gone? And it was really in that moment that I realized everything that I had ever felt so accomplished about putting myself through college, which I absolutely hated. I worked like nobody's business. I waited tables. I taught aerobics. I worked at the student union. I alphabetized microfilm for Bloomberg in the summers. But everything I wanted to, everything that I hoped my kids knew about me, which was putting myself through college, launching and scaling sales teams in my 20s, getting a philanthropy, um, a, a, a humanitarian award, uh, you know, being a mom, all the things I was really, I wanted, I never wanted to quit being a mom, but all the external accolades that I had uh, accomplished that I thought people would talk about. I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit so bad every single one of those endeavors. And I realized this is a good um, inflection point because it is April. Um, I realized that I never quit anything because I thought if I don't, if I quit, I can't take care of my brother, Stephen. And I have a brother with special needs and I just posted a picture of him on my Instagram. So I hope you'll go there, like, comment, because we're going to read all the comments to him uh, this, this week because he just got a new job. He's been out of, um, he doesn't work, but he goes to an adult daycare and he's been out of it since the pandemic two years ago and he just got back into it so i'm super proud of him but the point of my story here is that when i wanted to quit anything that i was ultimately really proud of and was going to be remembered for i thought if i quit i can't take care of steven if i don't get my college degree i can't he'll be institutionalized and the fear of that pushed me to figure it out 
to get the job done, to stay on path, to stay on course, to, to, to get to that, you know, to get to that altar, you know, and I, I shared that wedding story earlier, but it is so important that you have that same intestinal fortitude, that stickativity, that commitment, that consistency. And I realized when I took, took, when I looked at that, I was like, oh my God, I would have quit everything if it wasn't for Steven. And I thought, wow, thank God I was taking care of him. And I, it was that inflection point that had the most power and changed, changed me. Cause I realized it was never me taking care of Steven. It was always Steven taking care of me. It, he, he gave me rise to the greatest gift that we are all given, which is purpose. We, you know, he gave me no quit, no back door, no other, like figure it out figure it out, Barbara, you don't have any choice. He will be institutionalized if you do not figure out how to make money. You have to figure out how to not get paid, but how to make money. And you got to go to college and you got to figure out how to put yourself through college. And I had to figure out not how to get a job, but how to, how to make money. And I found how to make money was in sales. And, you know, I, all these things that I had to develop the skills that I really had to develop was based on adversity and you know, I had to tap into that. And I, I share that story over and over again, because I think we're all been gifted great purpose, but we don't always have access to that clarity and things get foggy and we get beaten down, but we all have great purpose. And sometimes we just have to find our realignment with it and understand everything that we go through we have an opportunity to grow through. I do. I say all the time, cancer didn't happen to me. It happened for me because I'm a better person. I'm a stronger person. I have more clarity. You know, I realize I'm like, I have, I have massive things to do in this lifetime. And I no longer care what other people are going to say or think about me because I realize people are going to judge me anyway. I might as well just give them something to judge me about. Like whether it's, you know, and, and Kim brought up the picture I posted on an Instagram story. I didn't even have the, the chutzpah the balloons, as you say, Ben Stack, to put it on my, my feed because it would have to sit there and people could just stare at it. And I was like, it's a lot, but I wanted to show people that, you know, you can, you can live a healthy lifestyle and you can be comfortable in your own skin. If you make the right choices, you make the right decision, you put yourself first, you put that auction mask on yourself first and you take care of your health because you take care of your head. But no, I can't put that picture on the, uh, on the feed. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you on miking. Go ahead, Ben Stock. Or David, I see you on miking. Or Carmelia. Uh, oh my God. Yes. Go ahead, Carm. Or David. David I'll, and I'll then Carm. Car. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks. So go ahead, David. David, go ahead. Yeah, you go. Uh, okay, ladies first. Go ahead, Carm. I appreciate it. Sorry. You know, Barb, I just have to step in. First of all, I know you need no acknowledgments, but I just really feel compelled to acknowledge what you shared, who you are as a, a human being. Forget that you're a woman, like just a human being. And there are a lot of other people that would have seen your brother. And I know these people, they, they exist. They see family as burdens instead of blessings. They see them as a, I have to, instead of I get to. And, and, and he is your purpose where other people would have looked at that as an excuse and I just want, like, that is so present to me. And if it's not present to other people, I just want you to get that. I, as a mother as well, who has children, I just, I hope 
and pray that that my my children will treat their siblings in that way that what who that they will step up that they will rise that they will never see lack that they will only see opportunity and that's just a massive gift and i just want to give you all the flowers for that and i can't wait we've been in real life but i can't wait to meet your brother steven if the opportunity happens i was actually um you know a client in princeton so when i when if when if i go and be, meet them i'd love to stop by and see you and just you know hold his hand and just thank him for you know developing who you are so i just wanted to acknowledge you for that and i'm done thank you thanks carm i can't wait to have you here we'll play some basketball in the basketball or no you know what? we'll just crack open a bottle of wine in the basketball court and i i posted my instagram link for anybody that wants to go to it again um and i appreciate that so much because it is it's a matter of how you look at things and um you know i know that the greatest gift i've been given is to be to have him as a sibling and it is autism awareness month so if you'll go to that link it's the the very last post that i did of uh my brother and i uh just congratulate him on getting back into you know his um his program he aced his intake interview it's a really big deal my parents are doing backflips actually all the schwartzes are doing backflips so i'm i'm super duper proud of him and it is autism awareness month he has a condition known as fragile x which is is a genetically inherited form of neurological impairment um but it is now it's under the umbrella of um autism david hill you on mic take it away hey what's up barbara brian Listen, it's just been really great listening to you guys and I'm just going to throw it out there. Like here's the reality. I'm not having the best first quarter I've ever had. I'm not on track to uh to have the best year. And and the, and the reality is because you know, I know why. Because I'm switching. I'm I've been switching the last couple of years I've spent moving out of the 20 the past 20 years I've spent selling real estate and I've been moving out of it slowly into a into a new new uh you know a new journey in my life training teaching coaching and it's it's been a lot more challenging than i've expected to be honest with you but i've made some, i've done some things right i've i'm partnered with cardone i've got license i just got a certification so at the same time as i'm not where i want to be i'm very very uncomfortable very uncomfortable which is why i've really appreciated this conversation but you know what the good thing is is i realize that i have to be like that because that's where the growth happens it has happens at the end of my comfort zone but at the same time I'm not sitting around my house on TV I'm doing things I'm making moves right I hired an agency I'm doing other things so I can get more known in what I'm doing get out there get into into more conversations so so I just wanted to share for all the other people that are maybe dealing with this because it's very easy for me and I've done this for years it's easy for me to go out there and go back into really making a lot of money and start taking listings and doing what I do but I'm I'm forcing myself not to do that because I know if I do that it's just going to take me further away from where I'm going so I'm in this place now where although it's very uncomfortable at the same time I'm I'm very grateful and and it's just really good to hear you and Brian talk about how you guys because I know I have to work through this right now so anyway I just wanted to share that that's where I am hopefully someone else is in the same place and I just encourage you to keep going keep moving and you got to go through that. I believe I have to go through this right now. I think so that's so have- important David and I wrote down no quit just grit and you know it's it's sticking with it finding um really good you're in the right space you're getting good coaching. I think there's another hot mic there. Um thank you. And uh you know 
Hey, Lauren, come on up. Um, I want to say this, David, you know, I, we're all a work in progress, right? And we're all shifting. I, I love television. It's something I always wanted to do. But the truth is I am finding, and David, I think this will land with you and so many others. I'm finding that I'm really enjoying being more three-dimensional, having more conversations. And when people ask me like, how did I get in TV in my forties? I would always answer like, oh, I hired a media trainer. And I realized like, I wasn't answering them correctly. I was like that, I yes. I hired a media trainer. Her name is Amy Rosenblum. She's unbelievable. If anybody wants a media trainer and wants to go on TV, I will give you her information. She is so good and so connected. She literally worked for the Today Show for 25 years. So my very Stop first- Stop promoting Amy. Oh, <laughs> and yes, yeah, so, and Kim is helping me and coaching me. And um, at the end of the day, what I realized is that wasn't the right answer. The right answer is I changed my mindset. And where I'm really able to help people is in the transformation space to move from information to transformation that you can't just buy the things to get the things you have to do the things to get the things. And it is not easy, David. It is not easy because you're learning everything for the first time and it's awkward and it's uncomfortable and you have to constantly be like, you know, it looked so easy when other people did it. But I realized like helping people move through that that space and live at their highest expression of themselves is really what I'm why I've gone on this journey. Like when I say, you know, when people see that I went on TV in my 40s, they're they're like, I can put my art in a gallery. If you can go ahead and just fall out of the sky and go on the Today Show, then I'm putting my art in a gallery or I'm going back to I'm going to law school or I'm going I'm going to study, you know, how to be a nutritionist or a coach. And, um, you know, that's been my journey. So I actually just hired I'm working with Kim Walsh Phillips here in the upper upper corner here in the upper left hand corner. And I love it, Kim. I'm learning. My brain is like, oh my God, I feel like I'm back in like the same way I felt when I went to Cardone's um, real estate event. I was like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And now I know that. And now when you know better, you do better. I'm like deploying all these great new things and I'm nervous and I'm excited. Um, but I too am in a new space. And I think that's what really this conversation is so important to have is transformation is an inside job and it is also very uncomfortable but when you want to grow and you see yourself you know at a at a different level improving a station in your life whether that's financially whether that's physically whether that's in a relationship when you want to see a higher expression of yourself in a st whatever station that might be you have to get uncomfortable because you have to do the things to get those things and doing those things requires you to change and, and, and get out of your comfort zone and incorporate new habits. And that's for me, it's like, okay, let me bring in a coach. Let me bring in Kim. Kim, help me understand how I can help others in this transformation space because I don't know how to do it. Right, Kim? Am I yeah. like the best student right now? I just <laughs> want to know. <laughs> I will always tell you you are. So that's good. Um, no, you're amazing. And your implementation is so fast. Um, but really quick side note. So last night I was at my daughter's um, softball practice. I was going up a very big hill on my run. So I'm gonna stop for a second. Um, I was at my daughter's softball practice and she's on the attack team, which you have to, you know, try out and all the things. And it was the night before spring break. So less girls were there. And so they tried something different and they brought out a, um, like a pitching tool. It was like a pitching slingshot and it pitched 
for them at a much higher rate than they usually are pitched to and at a different angle. So it was totally different. And like every single girl, when she got up to bat, struck out. Like their first three, four, five, six swings. They didn't hit anything, but they stuck with it. And by the end of the night, all of them had not only hit the ball, they had hit the ball so far that it would have been a home run if they had been in an actual game. And so by having something new, they challenged them to do something new. They were able to improve in a way they didn't even think was possible. So what was required in that moment? They needed a coach that knew what the heck they were doing. Their coach has been um, a professional baseball player. He knew what he was doing. They needed the encouragement that they could do it and the perseverance and consistent to stay at it and keep on swinging until they did. And they needed something to challenge them out of their comfort zone so that they could make it happen. And so no matter where you're at in any of your stages, Barbara's goes through this every single day, no matter where you're at in any of your stages, if you're just doing the same old comfortable thing, you are never gonna grow. But if you're willing to get outside of your comfort zone, that's where the real change takes place. Oh my God, that is the best story of the day. I, I, that speaks to everything because at first, you know, you're going to be, you know, you're not going to want that fastball coming at you. It's hard. It's awkward. You're not going to, you're not going to hit it out of the park, right? Everyone's like, why are you doing this to us? But when you, you know, up level and you put yourself in, you want to go against that player that's just like when you play tennis, you want to play tennis with somebody who's a little better than you. It's the only way you're going to going to improve. So I absolutely love that. Thank you, Kim. And I love everything uh-huh. that I'm I'm learning. It's so amazing. And good luck to your daughter. I guess you're, they're going on spring break. Woo-woo. I love it. Who else wanted to jump in? Hey. Hi, Barbara. It's Jasmine. Hi. Um, this I would say I, I am on the right track, though, um, a lot this week. I started off preparing for my 5K. So the first day I was like, OK, I'm going to jog for four minutes. I did it the next day, six minutes. Then the day after, oh, only two minutes. But I'm proud of myself. I didn't beat myself up. I'm like, OK, well, today is only to me, too. But maybe next time I'll build up again um, and then even my goal this year is to be able to have a full blown conversation in Spanish. And I'm on that. I'm on the way because I, the other day I uh, asked the Uber driver, can you speak Spanish? And I asked him in Spanish and I had a little conversation. So I know that the way that I learned Chinese is the same way I'm learning Spanish, that I'm, I'm learning what I need to learn and then I'm trying and I'm putting myself out there. Um, and then even my mom is my inspiration. She says I'm her inspiration. She's my inspiration too. She just turned 51 and she is now putting out her first book. That's going to change a lot when it comes to renting and stuff. I, I just so. want you to get this perspective. Your mom is 10 years younger than me. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sitting here going, oh my God, your mother and I are like the same age. I'm older than you. Yeah, mom. I'm 27. <laughs> I just turned 27 this week. I think the man, problem is, oh, is Brian and I might think we're like in our 30s. I think we think. I, I, yeah, I'm like, I'm 27. Oh, no, I'm not. No, I haven't been 27 for a couple of decades. <laughs> Damn. That's not right. I think it's cooler. And I love that, Jasmine. I think it's great when, you know, you're 
you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and you're at your best self. Like, I think it's just more, it, I, I don't know, I'm feeling like I can't wait to see what what 50 brings. And I, I love that you shared that, Jasmine, because I think we have two choices when we get out for that first run. We can either beat ourselves up because we're huffing and puffing and we got three minutes into the run and, you know, our, our lungs fell out. Or we can be like, I... I just ran for three minutes and we have a decision to, to say kind things to ourselves or to say unkind things. And when you say, you know what, I got, I laced up, I got back out here and I'm doing it. You're, and that's the great part about running and uh, exercise and fitness is it builds so quickly your strength, your, your, um, uh, what word am I looking for? Your endurance. endurance, your endurance, it builds and it builds and builds. And next thing you know, like I'm, you know, because I'm doing this 90 day summer series and, you know, um, Jasmine's in the summer series with me. That's how I know she's part of the summer endurance. series is after we did our first, uh, uh, I believe we got to like day, you know, the first 21 days. Um, the, my ask was, okay, as a bonus feature, I want everybody to, to look at an event that they can sign up for, whether it's a 5k, a 10k, a half marathon, post it here and let's start gearing up. And Jasmine's talking about, she signed up for a 5k. I'm doing that five borough bike race, uh, with my friend, Dan, that I have here on the stage. So thank you, Dan. And, um, I'm really excited about, you know, all the things that people are posting because it gives you something to keep your eye on the prize, but it's nine o'clock. I begin on time. I end on time. I'm Barbara Majeski and I appreciate all you guys. I pay Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.